This is Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Master Mover, Dana Wilson. And if you're someone that loves to learn, laugh, and is looking to rewrite the starving artist story, then sit tight, but don't stop moving, because you're in the right place. Hello, hello, my friend. How are you feeling today? Feeling good, feeling funky, I hope. I am feeling slightly more colorful than the last time I jumped into the booth. Last week's episode was all about feeling blue. Um, the sads are real, y'all. <laughs> and I am not rushing them away. Um, I'm honoring them. There are occasional blues in my world still, but today I am inviting in the bright side of the emotional spectrum with today's guest, Tilly Evans Kruger. Holy cow, what a sunbeam. Moonbeam? Ray, sun ray, ray of sunshine, moonbeam all things celestial and of the sky. She is so bright, she's so free, and I am so stoked to share this conversation with you. But first, we celebrate wins. Big, big, (laughs) huge, yet soggy win this week is that the Seaweed Sisters have shot a new one. On Thursday of this week, Um, And wow, it came together so fast, so furious, and oh, so fortuitous, which is my new favorite word. Um, Really cannot wait to share that with you. Be sure that you're following the Seaweed Sisters on Instagram, by the way. Um, That is probably a good place to be kept in the loop on all things seaweedy. Um, Ooh, which reminds me, on the gram front... Words That Move Me podcast on Insta- on Instagram, Instagram is creeping up on 3,000 followers. Woo, woot. <laughs> it's weird. Usually I write woot, woot. Uh, rarely say it. Doesn't really feel that great to say. Uh, anyways, once we reach 3,003 followers, which is a subtle shout out to the area code of Denver where I'm from, sub 303. Um, once we reach 3,003 followers, by the way, that also just kind of makes it real because, you know, the plus or minus game, um, I'm going to be giving away a bunch of Words That Move Me podcast merch to random followers. I'm going to find a random follower generator and just be gifting some stuff out. So be on the lookout for that. Tell your friends if you are not already following the pod. Tell your friends if you are not already following the Seaweed Sisters And by the way, I don't mean to make it out to be all about the following, but that's where the conversation landed, (laughs) the conversation with myself. Um, So that is where we are. All right. Winning. (laughs) That's my win this week. New seaweed work coming soon. Holy (laughs) smokes. I'm so excited about it. Um, Now you go. What is going well in your world? Are you celebrating any new work? Are you celebrating relaxation? What is going well? Tell me about it. It pains me that I cannot actually hear you. Tell me what you're celebrating. You know what we should do? You know what? That's it. Starting now at Words That Move Me podcast, leave me a little voice note. Send me um, a little DM voice recording of what's going well in your world. I would love to start sharing those on the podcast featured wins from you. I just here it is. You heard it here exactly first. We're doing it. Send me a voice recording of your win and I will play it on the podcast. I mean, not all of them, but maybe I'll start a spin-off podcast called Wins and that's just what we'll do the whole time. Um okay, sorry. I interrupted you. Take it away. Hit me with your win. Yes. Okay, great. 
excellent. I'm so glad that you're winning. I can't wait to hear your wins. Really, this is so exciting to me. Um, but now, I've got a lot to cover with Miss Tilly Evans Kruger. So let's dig right into it. This totally free flying dancing bird makes being an everythinger look so, so, so good. And you'll see what I mean by that in a second. Um, she's all about all of the dance, but also people caring for each other. <laughs> she's all about women lifting women. She's all about using art to make change in the world. And my friends, she is making some pretty sweet changes that I'm very excited about. So without any further ado, here is Tilly Evans Kruger. Tilly Evans Kruger. Holy smokes. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. I am stoked. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> when I think about my listeners and who they want to be when they grow up, <laughs> I think they might want to be you. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited that you're here to share your story today. Um, but let's start with some, let's start with the really simple stuff. Uh, tell us anything you want us to know about you. Um, Tilly, that's my name. I am from Madison, Wisconsin. And I love telling people that because they usually give me like a weird look. <laughs> like Midwest, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I grew up with my grandparents, my lovely, beautiful, selfless grandparents who I adore. Um, mm. I think that my dreams have become a reality due to their encouragement throughout my life. And, and it's never ending. It's infinite. It's beautiful. As you might know, I love dance um, so much. <laughs> got a, got a, got a hint. It picked up on, uh, on the essence of that. Yes. Working with you on In the Heights. Yes. <laughs> Your drive. You were nonstop. And, and the focus was tremendous. Such a fun time. Oh, man. Um, okay, sorry. Keep no, going. No worries. You dance. You love oh it. Oh, my gosh. And what else? I feel like I'm an everythinger. So I just like mm. doing everything that is express, expression, expressive. Uh, mm -hmm. I dabble in painting and I love acting. I also figure skated growing up. Obviously, Wisconsin. Who doesn't skate there? Um, Naturally. Yeah. I don't know. So I am just in, I'm a life learner. Mm-hmm. Yo tambien. Mm. I think we're in a, in a room full of those right now. And whoever is listening, we're in your car or we're in your house or wherever we are. We are that. Um, and we're expressive types. I noticed one of the things that I first noticed about you is your personal style. Mm. Um, on the podcast, we talk a lot about external validation and to use the cliche, like, not judging a book by its cover, being more than our Instagram feed, mm. more than whose class we're taking, more than whatever job we're on. Sure. But when you are first meeting someone, you have the information that your eyes and ears are telling you. And I remember being like, ooh, that is a stylish bird. <laughs> she she flies free. She flies in a very, very open sky. And then I remember feeling a, um, a kind of fortuitousness when we were creating Pacencia y Fe, the number that we worked on in In the Heights, and you got to be the birds of La Vibora. Mm -hmm. I said that so wrong. La Vibora. Um, you, yeah, you got, to, you got to be the birds in the sky and you move like a bird. So there's, mm -hmm. I've always taken a sense of freedom from you. And I think mm -hmm. that that is something that dancers pursuing careers yeah. in entertainment are very rarely feeling freedom. Mm, <laughs> We're feeling, yeah. we might be feeling focus or determination or, you know, grit. Right. But it's very rarely freedom. Do you consciously think about being free? Do mm. you move freely, deliberately? What is your... Dana, like, I can't... What does it feel like to be you? <laughs> I literally can't tell you how much that means to me that you see that 
Um, I picked up on it right and away. It's not. It's not <laughs> like. Um, I think it's subconscious actually because anytime I'm talking, like I've done a lot of. Um, there's this thing called Freedom Path in Ohio, and my best friend, her mom, would take us out on horses, and we would like. Uh, like have a partnership with these horses. And I just remember doing a mission statement as well. And mm-hmm. all of it was about freedom, like, and how I, I want everything in my, I want everything to feel free. I want to mm-hmm. be free. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I am chasing that, not chasing that I'm being that I'm, allowing myself to feel whatever I feel in each day. And it's, it's sometimes um, difficult because it's mm-hmm. like, I, I feel very different each day. Um, mm-hmm. But as long as I'm allowing myself to dress the way I want mm-hmm. or to move identify the myself the way I want, move the yes. way I want, not yes. identify myself in whatever way I want, you know, like, I think that's so important um, to be honest and intentional. And my, I think the biggest thing intentionally for me is to find freedom. Cool. Cool. Um, Let's go back a little bit to Ohio really quick. So um, in my, in my pre-pod research, I learned that you graduated magnum cum laude and I don't know if I'm saying that word correctly, to be totally honest, because I didn't go to college or graduate <laughs> magnum cum anything. Um, mm. But you have a BFA in dance. You went to Wright State University. Correct. And that's in Ohio. And I think that people think Ohio is boring. <laughs> but I would like to, for the record, just announce that I had the most fun I have ever had at a club in my life in Cincinnati and I'm truly like I hold a really secret fondness for Ohio in my heart (laughs) I don't know if I could ever even find it again Cincinnati was wicked cool I had some what club was it I have no idea I had I couldn't oh I couldn't I have no idea okay not because I was like smashed or hammered or drunk but because it was like a hole in the wall kind of you know off chance let's try this out I don't know it was while I was on, on my first tour. So maybe that factors in as well. The, yeah. the place Just I was, going along was feeling, with whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But all of that preface about Ohio to say, I love hearing and weighing in on this conversation about the value of college for dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I would love to hear your yeah. position on that. What did you... What did you gain from your college experience that you don't think you could have gotten in the workforce Uh we'll start there yeah so in Ohio I feel like um I felt very isolated there in Dayton Ohio there's not I feel like in New York I, I really wanted to go to school in New York but that's just not the way things worked out and I think I would have actually been so distracted in New York So I'm really glad I went to school Mm. in this isolated area where literally all I could do and all I wanted to do was dance. Mm. I couldn't get enough of it. And really the only um, fun, not the only fun. The only fun was riding my horse. I would go to movies (laughs) for fun. That's kind of all there was in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I once ran into Dave Chappelle Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Dave he has Chappelle a house there, right? Because he lives in Yellow Springs, and mm-hmm. he described Dayton, Ohio, as the city that could but won't. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that I feel like that is kind of true. It's a, it's industrial, and it it feels um, a little gray. But what's the be- What is amazing about Dayton, Ohio, from what I experienced, is the people. Mm-hmm. The people um, that I met are lifelong friends, and they are um, my family, and I worked with this company, DCDC, while I was training, mm-hmm. um, while I was in school, and those women taught me what it is to be um, a supportive woman, mm. a supportive Black woman in this industry, how to lift one, one another up, and knowing that we as individuals are special in our own right, and without one 
there's something missing mm. in the puzzle. Mm. So, so there's no point in competing. It's, it's all family. It's all love. And it's all, as, as long as we are supporting this atmosphere and nurturing it, each individual, then we can succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For school. Hold on, hold on, hold I on, think, hold on. Uh, oh, sh- I just, I have to get a little bit okay. more granular about that. Because okay, if okay. we could right now on this podcast, share with people how you do that. If those women taught you to do that, those women taught you to nurture community, to rise while lifting others instead of rise by pushing Mm -hmm. others down. If you learned that, how can you teach a little bit of that now? Like Mm -hmm. what are the, is is there a, a practical thing? Is there a, I mean, I know philosophically what must be done Sure. Or I can guess, yeah. right? Lead with love, mm-hmm. give love. Right. Um, I, I think I understand the steps of nurturing, but what do you say? Is yes. there? What are we missing? What What is? What are the yeah. rubrics of it? Okay, so I will say that it's not necessarily an easy human task because it does take loving oneself, right? Um, being. I think shifting the perspective is really important. So if I'm in an audition and I feel like I'm not necessarily killing it and there's other people killing it, I'm of course going to be insecure. Cause, and then you, you think about yourself, right? You're like, oh, I'm not doing well. I'm not doing this. And like, so that starts to spiral you. Instead, I think in those moments of comparison and insecurity, how can we flip the switch? How can we flip our perspective and say, hey, I'm going to send them great energy right now. And I am going to allow myself space to be wherever Mm -hmm. I'm at. But maybe if I'm not doing the best and I see other people living in their light and their truth, I'm going to send them even more beautiful energy and maybe even pray, if Mm -hmm. you will, um, talk uh to the universe about i know it's getting a little it's okay woo i mean i'm i'm here with but like i'm i'm interested in all of it i'm I'm interested i'm i'm interested in philosophy as much as i'm interested Mm -hmm. in religion as much as i'm interested in Mm -hmm. not religion (laughs) i've like i really believe in dance and in life that technique is whatever works and if you find right a technical value in believing in God or believing in the universe, then I'm curious mm-hmm. about it. What What is mm-hmm. it? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say, I like, I practice like praying for people when I'm feeling down and then that takes all of that negative energy off mm-hmm. of myself, puts positive energy onto other people. And that is some, that's a circle, a circle of energy that, that gets recycled, that comes mm-hmm. back to me. Um, so yeah, I think that's the Mm -hmm. first thing, um, I learned about a nurturing Mm -hmm. space and that's what we all did for Mm -hmm. one another. That's special. Um, I like the idea. I often find myself asking myself how I can love me more so that I can do better for mm -hmm. other people. I think the notion of like giving and giving and giving and caring and caring and caring is great. And I have definitely felt before my cup go towards the half empty side or more than mm-hmm. less, less than less than half yeah, full yeah. Um, in that giving. So I think the balance of knowing the self, loving the, mm-hmm. the other, and then having some general yeah. sense that we're all connected anyways. <laughs> like, right. Right. I don't know, the, the, the notion that we're all links in a chain. And if one of us feels mm-hmm. weak, the whole chain isn't strong. Um, but right. that being said, I also don't believe in feeling strong all the time. So I don't, like, I think there's a lot of value mm-hmm. to being down, being hurt, being sad. Um, yeah. I think creative lives totally. certainly benefit from feeling the full range of the emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but But having a finger on the pulse of that is what sounds like you got to be very good at. I am feeling this way. The mm-hmm. room is in this state. This person is, right. you know, vibrating this certain 
thing and I'm feeling this certain thing. Absolutely. What's the relationship between all mm-hmm. of that and how to navigate that? That comes. Right. Yeah. I think as a Pisces Uh-oh. too, we are, I feel like Pisces are always like feeling into everyone and trying to find balance mm. of it all. So I blame my sign. You can do that. I don't know much about my sign, so I rarely blame it, but I will. What is your sign? I'm a cancer that's on the cusp of Leo. Okay, but you know a cusp situation. I do. You're right. I do. I know a cusp. I had my chart read Mm -hmm. years and years ago by Tony Testa's mother's friend. So Tony's mom, Nancy, is legendary. She is one of my favorite women. Such a strong figure. Resilient Uh is like scratching the surface Mm -hmm. if we use that word to explain her she is Mm -hmm. a tremendous force and um as a gift when tony and i and our friend randy randy kemper Mm -hmm. and misha gabriel uh at the time misha hamilton we all moved to la around the same time Mm -hmm. and as a parting gift she had all of our our charts read she gave us a session with an astrologer astrologist astrology human um astrologer astrology human Mm -hmm. and i do remember finding like at that time nah this isn't real no that doesn't sound like me at all Mm -hmm. and then listened again five years later it was on a actual burned cd Mm -hmm. and five years later i was like holy smokes that's not that that's that's impressive yeah Yeah. so i'm I'm in an in-between, depending right. on the day and my willingness to suspend disbelief. That's fair. Um, but I, but um, like I said, I think technique is whatever works in our way of making sense of the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So call it woo, call it whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm here for it. If it works, if that is yeah. what is working for you, excellent. Um, okay, so back to college, what you learned was how right. to focus, how to be working on dance. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, And I think that I needed that uh, schedule, that regiment, and that Mm -hmm. time to just allow myself to be whoever I was. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think not going to school, you have more of a responsibility, right? To like, Mm -hmm. pay your bills and like really deal with um, the reality of things as I feel like college is more of an incubator. You get to like play a little bit more bridge. and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I needed. I know that not everyone needs that. I'm not saying that it, the college is for everyone at all, but it mm-hmm. was for me. Cool. Okay. So then the flip side of that original question, which was, you know, what did college do for you that the workforce couldn't have? What have you encountered in the workforce, and by the way, I don't I just don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you encountered out here in quote the real world um, that college did not prepare you for? That wasn't ever in any textbook or course or seminar or anything you ever like. What was that? Yeah. Um. First, I do want to say that I did want to leave college pretty much every single year. <laughs> And I would call my grandmother and I'd be like, yes, I'd be like, Graham, I need to go. I got to go. I got to move to New York. I'm done with this. Like I was so antsy and so not patient. Um, Mm. So I don't want to pretend like I knew it back then Mm. that I needed it. I didn't know it back then. In hindsight, I know now. Mm. But um, yeah, she was like, no, Lex, Lexi, Alexis. Mm -hmm. She was like, no, you need to like just stay just have patience New York is not going anywhere like just no I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that she said that to me over and over Mm -hmm. again what I was not prepared for hmm how hard it is how hard it can get Mm -hmm. um balancing life Mm -hmm. Uh, imagine uh, yeah yeah right like just not knowing that things aren't going to come right away always um they don't prepare you for that Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like it is this this softened version of life colleges Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um going out into the world and having these expectations which isn't a bad thing but like knowing that things may not come as easy but just to keep going or they won't come on a schedule the way they did in college the way they did in college Uh yeah exactly interesting 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't think of anything else right now, but I'm sure. Well, that's great. No, the the taxes. No, that's not the same. That's it not really. is no. That but, is what. Right. I, I just got. <laughs> like, oh, you're catching me on a day. I just got an email from my CPA. He's like, it's time to start planning, and I was like, right. my guy, listen. Yeah. We've been emailing all year long because I keep getting letters. I keep being confused. I keep trying to do uh-huh. my estimated thing. And right. it, why the thing that happens once a year? Why does it drive me insane all year? Yes. What is going on? All year. I, I have some serious work to do on this subject. Why? But also, I'm sorry, Off, we're off, but why wasn't it taught in school? Because someone is benefiting from people not knowing yeah. how that shit works. Right. <sighs> okay. We digress. I will be doing yeah. another, so last year I did Money March on the podcast. We'll 100% mm. be doing that again in 2022 mm. because I think... Yeah, there, I mean, stop me if I'm wrong, but I don't know of a dance program that teaches finance for independent contractors, contract no. negotiations. Nope, mm. that's not a part of the curriculum. Um, but, right. but here on the podcast, it is. So yes. last year yes. I had a CPA uh, who is also a dancer on the podcast. Mm. She answered a lot of questions. But of course, now, almost a year later, I've got boatloads more. So Mm-hmm. Tune in. Wow, that's lovely. Tune in in Money Good. March. We'll be learning how to do our taxes together again. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, you 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 touched on ever so slightly. Your name is your birth name is not Tilly. Tell me tell me Correct. about this and the decision to make that change. <laughs> My birth name is Alexis mm-hmm. Alexis Sharice Evans Krieger, and when I got to college the first year, uh, I was a freshman. Like I said, I was also studying with DCDC, Dayton Contemporary Dance Company. Mm. And the director, uh, Shauna Hickman-Madlock, who I call Mama Shauna, mm-hmm. uh, very first day I walk in, she's like, you look like a Tilly. I'm going to call you that. Oh. And I was like, great. I was like, great. Yeah, why okay. not? I love it. Before the day ends, I will be meeting a stranger and naming them. I cannot wait to yes. try this on. <laughs> you strike me as a Jeff. I'll be calling you, Jeff. I'm going to call you that. <laughs> okay, yeah. carry on. So did you, do you, does it resonate with you? Oh, yeah. And right away. You look like I a Tilly like, to me, yes, too. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Right? She she knew what she was doing. And she get, she gave so many people um, nicknames throughout the years. And then I, uh, I studied with Donald Byrd. Not studied. He came and choreographed on the company. And... That following year, so he knew me as Tilly. And that following year, I auditioned for his company and got in. So mm. I moved to Seattle after Ohio. And he was calling me Tilly. So it kind of just stuck after that. Cool. Well, yeah. Tilly, Alexis, Sharice, mm-hmm. I'm so stoked that you're here. <laughs> and now I'm stoked to dive into a, a topic that, to be totally honest, I do not know a whole lot about. I've been involved okay. in pre-production for a small handful of Broadway shows, but I've never been a Mm. performer on Broadway. I've never choreographed on a Broadway show, but I do know that for a time in my life, dancing on Broadway was it. And I do know that for Mm. many of my dancers, that is still it, and that is the goal. Mm. Um, You landed yourself in your Broadway debut this year in Moulin Rouge. Tell me how that happened. And mm-hmm. then we're going to get into some, like, maybe maybe advice, we'll call it, or, or thoughts to think, guiding principles for those people navigating into that space right now. Um, and mm-hmm. then I have a, a couple random questions that I'm just dying to know answers to. But we'll start with, like, okay. your evolution. How did this happen? How did this come to be for you? So when I, when I got to New York, I was fully concert mm-hmm. dance. Like, uh, I was dancing for actually Sonia mm-hmm. at New York Live Arts. We did a residency there and Peter Chu came uh, quickly after that. But I started getting into theater uh, because Sonia was actually doing theater and I fell in love with it, uh, did a production of The Lucky Ones off-Broadway and then just started auditioning more. The first time I auditioned for Moulin Rouge though, I couldn't, I couldn't sing a note. I'm telling you, it was not good. You're I, speaking to me. Like, 
I'm, I'm not even I'm not even lying to you. Someone in high school, I remember this is why I really thought I couldn't sing. Someone was like, you should audition for one of the solos. And then someone else was like, no, you definitely shouldn't. Like someone told me that. So I was like, oh, I can't sing. Ooh, you bought that story like, that they were selling. So, mm -hmm. Totally. And so whatever, I auditioned, I didn't get it. And I think two years later, as I worked on my voice more, and it was more about being comfortable mm. with it, being comfortable with what I have, not not thinking that, oh, I need to belt like this, or I need to sing like this in order to be a mm -hmm. good singer. Um, I went in to the audition, not really thinking anything at that point. I was like, kind of in a point of like, well, if it's supposed to be, it'll be, but I'm not, I don't mm -hmm. need it. And so sang and got the audition. I mean, I got the contract and that was in 20 2020 of January. So I booked this before COVID and I was rehearsing um, for mm -hmm. a month and mm -hmm. a half, I believe. And then COVID happened. So I never got to go mm -hmm. on stage. Um, so I didn't have my Broadway debut until 18 months mm -hmm. later. Wow. And what were you thinking and feeling in that yeah. in that in yeah. that incubation phase? Oh <laughs> Different kind of yes. holding um, chamber. Totally. Those 18 months I was like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to happen? Will Mulan Rouge even come back? I mean, all of those questions were happening. Like to to be wanting something mm -hmm. for so long and then for it to be taken away mm -hmm. in a way. Um, it was, it was mm -hmm. devastating. Um, but we were lucky that our show came back. I'm so grateful for that. Um, yeah. And then my debut, it, I'm, I'm so happy that I had 18 months mm -hmm. to think about my mm -hmm. first track <laughs> because as a swing, you, you can go mm -hmm. on at any moment and, whether you're comfortable or not, that's your job. And I got to be so comfortable that I got to have mm -hmm. my freedom that I wanted on stage. So you started as the swing? Yes. And you were able to find freedom in maybe less than total, right, oh, this is brilliant. I love this takeaway. You can feel free without feeling fully confident. Right. It's something that I teach a lot of my coaching clients is the difference between self-confidence mm -hmm. and task-based confidence. Mm. Task-based confidence says you have to do it for 10,000 hours before you can feel confident with it. Mm -hmm. I disagree. I think you can feel fully confident mm -hmm. having never done something yeah, or having not done it as many times. And okay. you're, you're kind of echoing that sentiment in that you could be not totally confident comfortable with a track right, right yet perform it freely mm -hmm. perform it with yeah dare I say confidence yeah I mean it it comes from that non-attachment like not being attached to what you think you should look like on stage and just feeling mm -hmm. what it is in each moment I think that's that confidence of knowing like okay each moment is just what it is and mm -hmm. letting go of <laughs> there it went yeah yeah <laughs> Very cool. Oh, I miss doing that on stage. Mm -hmm. The awareness, the being watching of the moments as mm -hmm. they come and go. Yeah. Body body is in motion. Mm -hmm. In your case, voice is in motion. Mm -hmm. That was never the case for me. <laughs> um, but like body is in motion and I'm hovering right. someplace yeah. above that, yeah. watching it happen. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, I miss that feeling so much. Mm -hmm. um, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm I'm thrilled that you got to experience that. Yeah. Um, what do you sense from people in this moment on Broadway, from audiences and your and your cast and crew? Mm -hmm. Are people just beyond grateful? Is this the best place on earth? Is this is it awkward? What's going on out there? I think there's such a mixture of emotions. Um, so there was a lot of turmoil before COVID happened and meaning like people just didn't feel seen. 
And I think that obviously like things that were acceptable before COVID are not acceptable anymore, whether it be um, like having to do with race, um, we weren't as aware of our words and how effective they are. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, so my company, Moulin Rouge, we uh, met with um, Jay Hewlin, who is a conflict resolution managerial um, person. And they, they, are, they are actually an attorney and a consultant who specializes in mm-hmm. conflict resolution and leadership. So mm-hmm. we would talk to him um, like once a month through COVID mm-hmm. about all of the trauma, like, I mean, seriously, trauma that we experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, more so the company members before me, because I was only there for a month, but I still mm-hmm. experienced whatever I did from the trickle down of my, my company mm-hmm. members. So we had to talk to him once a month. And then we had um, equity, diversity, and inclusion, a person who represented that for us. And then we had HR. And this is something that not all Broadway companies have. Not everyone has an HR. That's that's crazy to me. Um, so we, uh, as we showed up back up to our job, Moulin Rouge, not everything had been sussed out so we mm-hmm. were still dealing with this emotional emotional turmoil while putting up this show mm-hmm. and we would meet once a week now as rehearsals mm-hmm. began with these people and it led to us having a real conversation with our producers and them being transparent about the power that they have and the power that they don't have what they knew um that was affecting us and what they didn't and mm-hmm. they didn't know because we didn't feel like Nobody we had the power to speak on it about it <laughs> right and how could you because what if i lose my job remember we we as dancers have been taught that we're replaceable <laughs> right the scarcity mindset Ooh, yes the ripples of that reach far and wide yeah and i think i don't think the producers knew that mindset that we have And Mm. so we got to tell them all of these things and why we weren't speaking up and whatnot. And to be in a room like that after months of talking about it was life changing. And I think for the energy, for the energy of the company. And um, so after that, I think we all just got to be happy that we heard now in this show, but it didn't come right away. And it didn't come for free from the sound of it. There was probably a lot of uncomfortable happening in those rooms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm grateful that we didn't just go back and pretend like everything was okay and that we were brave enough to have those conversations and stick up for ourselves. Oh, my friend, that is powerful. Thank you for sharing. It sounds like reform. It sounds like Mm -hmm. real change. Oh, I'm thrilled to be hearing that. Um, Okay, well, on the subject of this scarcity mentality in this new way, a new consciousness, a new workflow, a new order of operations, new ways of communication. What would you recommend to the incoming generation of talent who probably, dare I say, even more than your or my generation might feel that scarcity mentality Mm. because technically... I don't know, numbers-wise, if there are fewer shows now than ever, but I could imagine a world in which people would feel even more scarcity now than we felt before. So what what would you recommend to to people entering? Yeah, so I would say that... um, I would would say aspire to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Learn what you actually want, because Broadway isn't everything. That's not the only avenue that you can go down. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that what is meant for you will be for you. And what is not, is not. Um, And I think the more that we can learn ourselves and learn our love and what we don't love, Mm -hmm. then the universe will provide what is actually for us. So what kinds of shows do you actually want to be doing? Is it um, kick your face 
um, just 45 times wanting show. to make people happy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like that's amazing. Go and do that. And the show that is supposed to be for you will come. It will come because you are writing it as you're living. And I mean, do you want to do something that has to do with social justice? That show may not be here yet, but it is for you because you are writing it as you are living. And I've seen that happen throughout my career where I I don't want to go after Broadway. I don't want to go after the thing. I want to go after what I love, what I think is going to make me happy. Happy. How can I serve? Mm. Um, and I think that scarcity mindset doesn't happen when you think about what is true to you because you're operating from a place of love you're operating from a place of um i'm losing my no it's okay what i'm hearing is like when you're focused on an object especially when that object Mm -hmm. is outside of your control Mm -hmm. your field of vision is narrow and so Mm -hmm. is your power that you put in yourself when you think of the object that's out there it's someone else's at least someone else's decisions are partly involved your power is a bit less Mm -hmm. but when you think about the thing you want because it's yours you have all power you have all options of arriving there you have Mm -hmm. such a Um, You have a a whole world of power and opportunity versus a pretty like needle's eye and a a tiny piece of thread that's kind of limp to to fish through the (laughs) the eye of the needle. And when you think a little bigger and you focus on the, dare I say, the result of the work that you want to be doing versus Mm -hmm. the actual work that you want to be doing, because I can imagine young me listening And hearing like, well, the work I want to be doing is a Mm -hmm. tour with Justin Timberlake, damn it. Like, that's what I, that's the work I want to be doing. But it wasn't actually. The work that I wanted to be doing was being an example of a woman who could evoke Mm. Mm -hmm. a wild range of emotions from an audience member. Mm Or give permission yes. to feel a range of emotions. And in a massive pop show, yeah. that's exactly what they do. Right. Wildly sexy. Wildly bright and fun and like can't stop the feeling, right? Versus yeah. dirty yes. versus mirrors. Like when you go to a pop show, you know you're mm-hmm. getting the full spectrum because that's what pop is. It's right. got a little bit for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a shock mm-hmm. to me that I that I wound up there. That's, I wound up there because what I was thinking was I want to be a person who can do all the things and pull it all out. Right. And so pop world right. was a great place for me to land. If you want to be a person mm-hmm. who speaks specifically to one group of people, mm-hmm. a small group of people, a unique group of people, Broadway probably ain't it. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the pop star of the other half of the entertainment industry it speaks to general audiences and i i'm seeing changes there i'm seeing changes in the type of stories that are told on broadway in the representation of the cast members there i do think that's changing but yeah i uh, now i'm losing my my train of thought when you think about (laughs) the result of the work that you do versus the the show Mm -hmm. that you want to (laughs) do that might be right. kind of liberating yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of your pathways and, and uh, you know, the avenues you can take to get there. And it also is certainly more empowering yeah. than thinking, mm-hmm. I have to be the right thing for whoever is producing Moulin Rouge. <laughs> right. So I think right. that's, totally. at least that's what I, I'm totally. taking away from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. great. Cool. We'll keep it. We'll keep, <laughs> keep on trucking. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm loving what I'm hearing. This is amazing. I do have a couple very cheesy but very real Broadway slash musical related questions that I want to ask you because I, people will not be shocked, grew up 
a mm. musical theater kid. I have seen Phantom of the mm. Opera probably seven times um, in person. Mm -hmm. Don't even ask me Amazing. about Cats. The VHS got played like it broke. It got it. We we burned oh. that right out. Um, I love musicals. I love them. So you mm -hmm. mentioned that you grew up mm -hmm. with a a more contemporary background. Was was musical mm -hmm. something you was ever on your radar? Is like being aspirational for you? Was this even a a thing that you cared about? Um. I, so, like I said, someone mm. told me that I couldn't sing, mm -hmm. so I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm probably not going to mm -hmm. really do that in my... Honestly, that's why I didn't move to New York. That's fair. Because I thought oh, I couldn't yeah. sing. I bet you can sing. I love yeah. your voice. Like, just your speaking voice is amazing. I bet you can. Do you know the journey that I've been on? To love you know it? I had vocal cord surgery. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, girl. So, the last time I saw you then was in the Heights 2019. Mm -hmm. um, during 2020... Obviously, the podcast picked up, had so much fun mm -hmm. with it, but was definitely noticing fatigue in my voice, very raspy voice. Yeah. And in July of 2021, late June, mm -hmm. in late June of 2021, I went to see uh, Justin Timberlake's ENT mm -hmm. to have a little scope. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I've got some soft nodules, perhaps. And he was like... <laughs> So when are you available for surgery? And I was what? Like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, there is a cyst the size of a school bus on your vocal cord. Oh and we're going to need to get rid of that post haste. Oh. Um, so I had, I had surgery in July. The recovery has been emotional yeah. and um, informative. Yeah. Yes. I... I taught my first convention weekend yeah. after surgery right. this past weekend. Uh -huh. And Monday morning, I woke up and had a voice, and it sounded like this. And so I know it worked. Uh -huh. It was worth uh -huh. it. But wow, what a recovery. What a, what a process. And thank you about my voice. I do have scarring. I don't okay. know that I will be able to sing. Mm -hmm. But I never thought I – I really genuinely never thought I could. Mm -hmm. Maybe thought, maybe I'm tone deaf. I have a very funny Andy Blankenbuehler story. Oh my gosh, I need to hear it. <laughs> we were uh, working on a show that he is developing. Yeah. A personal jam of his. I should say a personal gem mm -hmm. because, ooh, it's going to be good. And I was part of Skeleton Crew several years ago. Um, and it was a, I don't remember the word, he used for it dance narrative. Okay. Um, I'm calling it a dancicle because okay. it wasn't the dance ensemble. Is they this danced. gold? They didn't sing. Gold. Only, Only gold. gold. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and so with that assurance that dance members would not be singing, I was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Sign me up. So um, we're doing this thing. I don't even remember the length of the process, but I remember coming up against a challenge. Mm -hmm. He was couldn't figure out how to either transition or get a get this important plot point across and mm -hmm. it was like this hurdle and yeah. for for a couple days it was like ah oh, if only how do we blah blah it was a challenge mm -hmm. and then one day in the middle of rehearsal man that guy has ideas constantly but he got this idea mm -hmm. and he was like everyone gather around the piano <laughs> <laughs> and my heart dropped straight out oh. of somewhere <laughs> and onto the floor. I was like, fuck. Okay, here we go. Walk over the piano. And I'm in a room full of very capable, professional yeah. Broadway types. Mm -hmm. And he starts saying, okay, you sing um, the E. You take the mm -hmm. E sharp. I'm making shit up right now because sure. that's how little I know. Sure. And then he pointed at the person on my right, he said, you take a third above that. Dana, mm -hmm. you take a third below that. You're like, what? And I was like, I'm like, I was like, do you guys know what he just said? <laughs> like, does that he's make speaking sense? another language to me. 100%. Yeah. I had no idea yeah. what he meant. So I raised my hand. I said, Andy, I don't know what that means. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't understand what you just said. If you sing it for me, then yeah. I'll try my best to yeah. like 
parrot yeah. what you just did. Yeah. And then we'll see how long I can hold on to that in my brain. <laughs> I don't know if I'll still have that in 20 minutes, but right. I can try. Um, and then I tried. We tried. And then ultimately he relieved me of singing duties. He was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. You're fine. And I was like, sting. And also, thank you. Yeah. It's real. But that's what happens when you have, I had at that time, literally zero, Mm -hmm. zero training. Yeah. Now, since voice has been a focus of mine because of my, Mm. my condition, I have had three or four awesome voice coaches, Uh more voice pathologists than I can Uh count Uh um, because the journey has been up and down and sideways. Yeah. But. I do. I know so much more now than I did before. Wow. I think I would fare very differently in that room today. Yeah, that's but really whoa. Cool. Okay, sorry. No, no worries. Also, maybe he was just like, I see that you're stressed about it, and I want to relieve you of that stress. Mm-hmm. Not like mm-hmm. you can't sing. Right. I don't like, need to make it mean that I am awful. To do this. But like, yeah. yeah, that's not necessary for you to yeah. carry that right. tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you didn't. You didn't think New York was an option because somebody told you you can't sing. Oh, yes. And you I didn't were like, think music. Well, New York was always the option for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think musicals were Got an you. option yes, for yes, me yes, because yes, yes, I yes. couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, not, let's not conflate the two. Let's not conflate. So mm-hmm. New York was for me. Mm-hmm. But, yes. So, no, I didn't. I don't. I, I, I was a show choir kid, actually, in high school. So I did have a little bit of music under my belt. And I loved singing, but I mm-hmm. thought I couldn't sing. So I, I mm-hmm. wasn't aspiring necessarily to be in the next musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I moved to New York, I I just started falling in love with it, in love with it. And mm-hmm. when I started, you know, training and actually working on my voice, then did then I was like, okay, maybe, Imagine maybe I can do things this. Got maybe it is cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then Moulin Rouge, like, when I, I did a lot of pre-pro for Moulin Rouge and I became connected to it in a way that was like, no, I like, I, I want to do this. I want to move like this on stage. Mm. Like if this is what musical theater is becoming, this is what I want. Mm. Um, and the lucky ones with the Bangsons, it was just such a gut wrenching play. So being able to, I mean, doing these contemporary works were really mm. awesome. And then I, I also auditioned for and got The Wrong Man, which mm-hmm. is... Which I saw. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. With with Joshua Henry as the lead. And I got to work with Alex Lackmore, um, Tommy, Tommy Kale, uh, Ross, mm-hmm. Golan, and... And Trav. Travis Wall. Mm-hmm. And that was... I mean, it was a piece that was like for social justice it, it was about a man who was wrongly accused of murder and those pieces that are that are of purpose are a message trying to fight for something those are the pieces that I love and I wasn't really seeing that in Broadway until as of recent so are you kidding me cats wasn't about a, a message stop. I'm kidding stop it um I, I honestly it still gets me I will go see it if it is around because it's still it's That's fair. it's a nostalgic. I mean, thing. the dancing in it is insane. Okay, all that said, let's wrap it up. We're gonna do a quick burnout round of musical slash Broadway related questions. Are you ready, Tilly? Okay. I'm ready. Favorite musical? Ooh, honestly, the wrong man. Sorry. Work. Okay. Um, <laughs> most overrated Broadway show, and I am now opening show to include plays other 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 things than musicals i mean i don't want to hate and i haven't seen a lot of i haven't i haven't seen a lot of shows, oh my god do it just hate just just let it can work. i just say hello dolly oh yes you can absolutely okay great let's be real hello dolly <laughs> and a lot of the like a lot of those classics yeah. do not classics do not age well kind of kill me mm-hmm. yeah okay. i'll take it most underrated Broadway show. Underrated Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, um, Choir Boy. Ooh. I feel like that needed more more time. Okay. More time. More out time. Here. More love. Okay. 
Um, What is your go-to audition song? Oh, Ain't No Other Man by Christina Aguilera. It's like the only one I sing. You better work. (laughs) That tempo is bright. Do you sing it right up there at that tempo? How do you breathe? It's so fast. I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been working on it for five years. Okay. So like, maybe that's what I need to cho- yeah. what I need to do. Take Just choose time. one song and one work song. on it for five years. One song. Okay. Okay. Um, you. I hope that you and that's I see each need, other Dina. before then. That's but all you I'm need. gonna hit you up in five years and let you know what has been going let down. Um, is that what you auditioned with for Moulin Rouge? Absolutely. Cool. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Two more questions. What's the song from the show okay. that gets stuck in your head the most often? How Wonderful Life Is. No, while, while mm-hmm. you're in the mm-hmm. Yeah, that's John. What is that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, don't mind me. I'm just like a super mm-hmm. fan of the film, yeah. Moulin Rouge. And I love the Broadway yes. version. It is quite different in, in songbook, but really well done. The, I loved I loved the show. I did not see you in it, unfortunately. I saw I it. I saw it way back in the before times. Um, okay, mm-hmm. final question: What okay. is the song that? Oh, maybe two more questions. What's the song you're like? Okay. Maybe it's from the show. Let's stick with from the show. That okay. you would be totally okay. okay if you never ever heard again. Oh, um, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! There's so many songs in this show. Yeah, uh, a lot of medleys. Sorry, shut up and dance, walk the moon. Don't need to hear it again. Work. That is a great answer to that question. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then final question. If you got to listen to only one song for like from, from, the, show. from the show for the rest of time, what would it be? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Okay. Um I think it might be your song. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I am just a sucker for you and McGregor singing that song. When he hits that mm-hmm. high note, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> um, yours are the sweetest eyes. Yes. Oh, yes. Like, ooh, give me chills. I love it. It's so good. Um, well, it's a really good song. I really, really hope that I get to see you in the show. I hope that all of my listeners that are in New York get their butts in those seats and mm-hmm. um, get their butts on that stage. Let's let's go. Let's have yes. more <laughs> stories like yours on stages like those. That is what I want to see. Thanks, Dana. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. I appreciate this so much. This is so lovely. I want to hang. Yes. Yeah. I would love to cross paths with you again, make some more dance, be birds yeah. together. Definitely. I love it. Have a good rest of your night, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. What do you think? Ooh, I'm inspired. I am going to go find a song to sing. I'm going to go watch cats, probably. <laughs> um, and then Moulin Rouge, definitely. And then maybe I'll try to find a horse to ride, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> um, all jokes aside, I, I truly hope this episode has helped to bring you focus and the feeling of freedom. It certainly has done that for me. Um, ooh, also, I heard through the grapevine, a.k.a. the Dance Edit podcast, just announced... Um, The cast of Moulin Rouge will be performing on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, that's exciting. Be sure to catch Tilly performing with the rest of her cast. Um, And now, if you will forgive me, I just received my booster shot. Super win. Um, So I'm going to go lay low um, and leave it up to you to go out there and keep it funky. I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye. Me again. Wondering if you ever noticed that one more time almost never means one more time. (laughs) Well, here on the podcast, one more thing actually means two more things. Number one thing, if you're digging the pod, if these words are moving you, 
please don't forget to download, subscribe, and leave a rating or review because your words move me too. Number two thing, I make more than weekly podcasts. So please visit thedanawilson.com for links to free workshops and so, so, so much more. All right, that's it now, for real. Talk to you soon. Bye.